now, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harden-Anderson, and I am the fitness and wellness manager at the resort at Playa Vista. And I work for Elevation Corporate Health. And in each episode of this podcast, I'm going to be having a conversation with folks from all different walks of life about how to elevate yourself. It is my hope that these conversations will make you think, force you to change your best, and as a result, help you get a little bit closer to becoming the best version of you. Today's episode, I'm really excited about this. We finally got a sponsor, Real Food Bar. Real Food Bar, come on down. I love this company. They, they sponsored our Father's Day wad at the resort last year. And Real Food Bar, they've got 15 grams of plant protein, prebiotic fiber, gotta get that good fiber for the gut and only 10 grams of natural sugar from honey. Love that, honey comes from nature, you know it's good for you. And they're gluten, dairy, and soy free. So stay home, stock up, and all of our listeners can use code RFB15 for 15% off plus free shipping. That is RFB15 for 15% off. As I mentioned, I work for Elevation Corporate Health and we have We've been in business for 26 years, managing customizable fitness and wellness centers all across the country. You can learn more about us at elevationcorporatehealth.com. The resort at Playa Vista is a state-of-the-art fitness center. 11,000 residents have access to our facilities. We offer personal training, free group fitness classes, nutrition and wellness coaching, and you can follow us on social media at Playa Vista Resort. And today on the show, I am excited to welcome Michaela Robinson. Michaela Robinson is with us. She is the Regional Director of Business and Innovation. She's the Program Manager at the Resort at Playa Vista. She's a nutrition, wellness coach, a personal trainer, She's also my boss, so I am uh, excited and, and nervous about this conversation. Michaela, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Don't be nervous. This will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for being here. Um, you know, that this is a question that um, I, I like to ask all guests, and I, I ask folks this um, when interviewing, and it's something that I took from uh, an individual that, that works in your home state, so we'll get into it. I took this from P.J. Fleck. He's the head coach of the football team at the University of Minnesota, and he always asks recruits, and he thinks it's a great way to get to know them. He always says, start at birth and go. So I ask you, Michaela, start at birth and go. Oh, man. I wish <laughs> I remembered more of my younger years. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I – born and raised in Minnesota, um, a very small town um, called Morristown, Minnesota, to be exact. So I was surrounded by cornfields. So living in LA now is a completely different world, <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, stayed in Minnesota till I was about 18 and then jumped in my Buick Regal and drove out to California because I wanted to be famous. <laughs> um, kind of sums up quite a bit, but I was actually, when I got to California, scheduled to go to La Cordon Bleu um, cooking school. 
So I do enjoy baking, if you know me or have tasted some of my treats. Yes. <laughs> um, but I kind of had a change of heart and just decided, you know, I'm going to try the acting thing and do a little living out in California before I dive in. So I put that on hold and just continued baking for a side passion, but really kind of spent, I don't know, 2003 to 2008, really hardcore doing the acting thing, auditioning, doing stand-up, singing, all that jazz, <laughs> um, all while bartending. And then I kind of fell into fitness. Um, I was going to school at National Personal Training Institute in Santa Monica while bartending and just kind of made it happen um, that way. But I kind of fell into fitness from friends. Friends kept asking me, well, what are you doing for your routine? And I had this regimen that I would wake up and work out really early in the morning, like someone I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that since I was like 18. I've always woke up early and done that. And my friends just always asked for workout tips. And I thought, man, I'm giving them all these tips, but I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just reading women's health or whatever. <laughs> so I decided to go to school for it. So I did that, took a six month um, school detour and jumped right into Equinox and started personal training at Equinox. And I did that for about five and a half years. Um, and when things kind of just didn't feel like I was doing things for the right reason, meaning I don't necessarily like to work for numbers. I personal train and work with my clients because I'm passionate about it and I'm passionate about helping people. And I didn't feel like that was aligning with my ma current manager's goals at Equinox. Mm -hmm. I decided to take a, a leap. So I quit and found this job for a hiking manager at the Biggest Loser Resort up in Malibu. <laughs> and I was hired on as a hiking manager and I think two weeks after we opened our doors, they came to me and said, you don't know how to program manage, do you? And I said, I think I can figure it out. And so then I became their program manager and I did that for about five years as well. Um, working really closely with over 80 different guests a week, designing their programs, watching their meal plans, um, personal training them. Everybody would work out for about eight hours a day, roughly at that resort. Pretty crazy. Um, and that gave me a ton of experience in managing, managing staff. I had a staff of over 65 people that I managed. Um, and I loved every minute of it. I was totally enthralled with that. But um, I'm happy to say in 2014, I started working with Elevation Corporate Health, which is where I am now. And it was the best decision of my life. I wouldn't want to be working for anybody else. And that kind of brings me to now. I mean, I've been working for them since 2014. Um, I opened the Playa Vista Resort, so I have a very, very sweet spot in my heart for this place. Yes. <laughs> um, and Rob is doing a fantastic job managing it, so I couldn't have asked for anybody better to take that position over from me. Um, and I'm doing more of the business development. So I'm regional director for business innovation, and I have been doing that for about two years for the company now. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's that a mouthful. A, I'm that sorry. Was a great, that's a great <laughs> answer, you know, and that's why I love that question because we, we learned so much about you there. And um, 
I knew some of those things about you, but some things I didn't know. So that's really, yeah. Um, I want to, uh, unpack some of these things. Yeah. Let's unpack it. it. (laughs) Let's unpack it. Let's get, let's get comfortable. Um, I feel like a, a theme in the things that you shared is this, um, taking a leap. And I'm, I'm curious (laughs) about the idea to, to really like take a leap at 18 years old and just leave. I mean, yeah. What, what was that like? Was there anything that was like, I'm going to do this or you just, you just had the faith in yourself? Um, a little bit of both. I kind of, so my sister, I love her dearly and she left Minnesota and went to school for a year in New York. And I kind of, I've always, I mean, she's my older sister, so I've always looked up to her and I thought, man, she got to see a whole different part of the world, you know? And I had this thought in Minnesota, like I could go to Le Cordon Bleu in Minnesota. I could do my acting classes and do theater and everything in Minnesota. But I thought, I've lived here for 18 years. Why not just check out something else? Like I had nothing to lose. And I mean, I kind of just felt like, why not? You know, I'll, I'll take this leap and it blew everybody away. I am not going to lie. I mean, you know, you have these big graduation parties when you graduate high school. And I mean, my graduating class was 62 people. So I knew everybody and everybody knew I was going to go become this baker and chef. And so I got all new baking mirrors. I I got like knives for my graduation party. Like (laughs) I was all set up for success. And then I just told everybody, yeah, I'm going to move to California instead. <laughs> so everyone was kind of taken by surprise and people had bets. Um, some distant family members said, oh, I give her three months out there. There's no way she can survive. <laughs> and when you tell me that there's no way I can do something, right. I'm going to do anything in my power to survive. And I did. I mean, I had to work three jobs when I first got to California and I slept on a couch. So right. Here I am. <laughs> That's right. And you survived. Um, yeah. What was it about California? Was there anything in particular about California? Have you been to California before? Did I you- did. Yeah. yeah. I had gone once for an acting competition, believe it or not. I was working with a company in Minnesota when I was younger, just kind of playing around with the acting thing and commercials. And I flew out to California and did a competition. And I thought, man, this is this is where it starts. This is where it's all going to happen. Um, I was very into improv and stand-up comedy, so I did have a special like place in my heart for New York because of SNL. Huge sure. fan of SNL, but I thought, nope, I'm going to give California a shot, and thought this is where it's going to happen. So, yeah. um, favorite uh, cast member of SNL of all time. Oh my gosh. That's so hard. I mean, what do I say? Will Ferrell? I mean, Jimmy Fallon. Um, what's her name from Bridesmaids? I mean, Kristen Wiig. Wig. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want her to be my best friend so bad. I don't um. think she knows this. But <laughs> if she listens to this podcast, I want, I want to have lunch with you. <laughs> Kristen Wiig, just, just lunch. Just lunch. Yes. She'll make a little program for you. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think mine's Chevy Chase. Like old school Ooh. Chevy Chase. I, yeah. I think Can't really go wrong with that. I know. Chevy Chase's Gerald Ford's one of my favorites. I mean, uh, SNL has been through their, their ups and downs. So, I mean, they've had their good moments and bad moments, but. 
they had some really great cast members. <laughs> um, I think this is really interesting. 62 people in your high school. And I say it's interesting because yeah. I had the conversation with Serge and he went to a small high school and I, I did too. I, I think that's, it's interesting that uh, the three of us work together and get along yeah. really well and that coming from small high schools. What was your 62 person high school like? I think it was 62. It might have been 65, but nonetheless, um, oh, it's so, so small. Um, All our, like, head football players were also the lead in our musicals, (laughs) you know, and, like, it was kind of like, I was definitely a band nerd. I will fully admit that but I was still a cool person too. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we didn't have those, like you weren't just a, a popular person or a nerd. We all kind of intertwined and just made it work. I mean, our class valedictorian wasn't just popular. She was extremely, extremely smart and in all of our different, you know, groups and committees that we had, you know? So it's just, we all... We all did our thing, and I, I loved it. I wouldn't have changed that. I can't even imagine going to a school where you have, like, 4,000 people mm-hmm. in your graduating class. I don't know how that would be. I know. I can't either because I had a similar high school experience, and I really do, do think that it's important just from uh, – just allows you to, to kind of try all the different things, right? And it helps you to kind of figure out you um, and that really – I don't know – 14 i don't know how it was for you but it's very awkward time for me <laughs> like you're just uh-huh. trying to you're just trying to figure it all out yeah i think i was I, when i was 14 man i was the funny girl who all the guys wanted to be friends with so i could introduce them to my good-looking girlfriends i was that girl <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it was we all had our awkward moments put it that way yeah um the stand-up and improv and you came mm-hmm. out to, to California to do that where did that come from SNL or was, was there a family member or were you just always the funny one um I think I'm always the one who's trying to ease tension between anybody that I'm come in contact with like I just want people to be happy and smile yeah. and it, I think a lot of it stems from SNL because when I was in junior high and high school my, my girlfriend and I she loves SNL as well we would like put little skits together and perform them, whether it be at school in front of our friends, or we would put little skits together and record them at her house, but they would be our, our version of an SNL skit. I mean, we would, I don't know if you remember the cheerleading skit with oh, Sherry yeah. O'Terry. And oh Lavero. yeah. Oh yeah. Man. I used to know those by heart and perform them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I mean, it just, it's just what I did. I love improv way more than I love stand up. I don't know. I've only done stand up twice in my entire life and that is hard it's no joke I give mad props to people who do that on the regular um but improv to me is just like you know you fly by the seat of your pants and you have fun with it and it's it's great I think there's a video no there is a video of me somewhere in like mm, sophomore year wearing a cheerleading uniform (laughs) doing a version of that skit for an English class or something I don't know (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, I gotta I see that. We gotta find that. <laughs> find that. Allison Becker, if you're listening, I need your your mother's VHS. Oh my gosh! You know, I'm I'm old school. I turned all my VHSs into DVDs, so I could still look at funny videos like that from when yeah. I was younger. That's a cool project. <laughs> yeah. Talk to my my mother about. That. Yes. Yeah. Now's the time. Start yes, a project. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um. What did the 2003 to 2008 period, um, your your hardcore stand-up singing, that period, um, I know we talked about three different jobs and everything. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to like sum that up, what are some things that you feel like that you learned from that about yourself? Um, I learned who I was which is kind of weird because in acting, that's usually kind of a question mark. Um, in that time period I worked with, I was lucky enough to get an agent and work very closely with them. And I think that time period made me take a step back and realize who I truly was because I was being asked to grow my hair, cut my hair, lose my accent. Cause I do have a Minnesota accent when it come, chooses to come out yeah. and it, my agent at the time felt like it was affecting me getting jobs. And I just, I wasn't willing to change. And that was kind of my turning point though. I was still very, very dedicated to seeing what I could make happen acting wise. That's, you know, about 20 207, you know, Oh seven, I started to kind of decide that maybe fitness was more my route because I could be who I truly was. Isn't that so, cause I had a similar experience when I was yeah. um, acting and I, and I think that that's, it, it's so unfortunate that people will try to change who you are because at the end of the day, really the people that we see that are successful are the people that are just playing that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. De Dennis Quaid is always going to be Dennis Quaid. Brad right. Pitt's always going to be Brad Pitt. Whoever, like they don't change who they are. That's, it's hard. Totally. And, and I just felt like, you know, though I was young, I still knew that I, I wanted to be Michaela from Minnesota. I didn't need to be someone else and I didn't want to pretend, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was told lose 10 pounds, you know, right. gain weight, lose this, you know, like it was right. like, at that point, when you're young and someone's telling you to do X, Y, and Z, and you're going to make it big, you kind of, you kind of want to do that. But right. I was lucky enough to like have, you know, my parents who keep me grounded and my sister who kept me grounded during that time. And I had my moments and then, you know, between acting and singing and bartending, I really kind of met all walks of life and worked with all different individuals. Um, I private bartended for Prince. And nice. to me, that was like one of the best things <laughs> I've ever done and unique things I've ever done. So I think just meeting all walks of life helped me kind of define who I was. Yeah. And I'm leading here, but I would say that all those walks of life have helped you now today, right? Mm. In what you do and your ability to connect with people all across the country um, yep. with clients, right? Like, cause you've seen it all at this point. Yeah. I mean, and if I haven't, I don't, it takes a lot to catch me by surprise <laughs> these right. days. Like I feel like I have seen it all and it's all about having a relationship 
and being real, like having a conversation like you and I right now. It's all about being real and who you are. And that's what's going to help you in the long run. Um, speaking of real talk, what tell, tell us about the Prince party. Um, Prince, who I adore, <laughs> um, loved to hire people from Minnesota. Um, my right. sister had a friend who knew this guy who was Prince's private chef. It was kind of a roundabout thing and they needed a bartender and I said, and my sister told her friend, she was like, my sister bartends out in California and she said, great, met up and I would bartend, um, so unique. I would bartend from 11 PM to 5 AM and change in my car in the Equinox parking lot and go take a client at 5.45 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so that was my life for about two years. And then Prince moved back to Minnesota, so I obviously wasn't bartending for him at that point. Right. Yeah, but it was great. I mean, it was it was unique and it, you know, even with him, I had to build his trust and, you know, his bodyguards would make his drinks at first and they wouldn't let me make his drinks. And then about two, three weeks maybe, he said, all right, she can make my drink. And I did. <laughs> right. That yeah. is, wow. Um, that's crazy. And then that's yeah. too, I remember seeing when I first moved to Los Angeles and it was probably like, he must've moved. I, my first job ever was uh, working as a valet at Chateau Marmont. And, oh. And Prince would come in. Yes. That was his, that was his spot. That was his spot. Yeah. 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 Well, um, so that kind of leads us into the falling, falling into to fitness. So you were bartending for Prince and then you'd go take a client. Yeah. I was working at Equinox while that all kind of happened. Um, yeah. So I would, you know, take clients from about five to 11 o'clock in the morning and then I would have a break and I would go down to the beach and go rollerblading and then come back and take my PM clients. When, when did you sleep? Well, I, I mean, hey, I was young. I feel yeah. like you just kind of go on fumes yeah. when you're that age. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so. Wow. But yeah, wow. and then, you know, fitness kind of took over and that was, that was that. Was there a specific moment you said you were reading Women's Health and you said, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Was there something that you were like, you know what, I, I need to... That, that kind of planted the seed for you to go, I'm, I'm going to go to school and really go all in on this? Yeah, um, I don't think there was a specific moment. It was just more on, I mean, I kind of got to a point where I was sick of just following the workouts that women's health would post <laughs> and not understanding what my goal was and how to get there properly. Like, I think I enjoy that part of personal training where it's like you set a goal and then you work out the baby steps to get there and the plan. I like planning. I like, yeah. you know, post-it notes and lists and stuff. <laughs> right, 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 right. And you want to know the reason why. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I like to see how you can sculpt a person's body if you truly follow a program. Right. So. Yeah, if you do the work, you'll, you'll get the results if you're specifically. Right. Yeah. So during the Equinox time, and we're not going to, Equinox, obviously, they're beautiful, awesome facilities. Yeah. Um, 
but you mentioned the, the wrong reasons and numbers. And I think there's plenty of people that work in sales and that's such a big part of it. Um, I guess, what are some things that you learned from that Equinox experience that helps you today? And then also, um, what is it about what you do now that you just love in contrast to that yeah. number period? Uh, I mean, I will say I am so, so grateful for my time at Equinox because they, for a brand new personal trainer starting out, their continuing education blew me out of the water. You know, I had just right. finished school and then I was like, okay, I'm set. I don't got to worry about it. Oh, no, Equinox makes you go to, through their own EFT pro, EFTI program, right. which is, it throws you right back into school to make sure that you have a standard with, with the clients that you're working with. And I, I appreciate that. And I was able to continue in my education with kettlebells and the Viper and pre and postnatal training and stretching, like all of that. I don't think I would have gotten if I would have tried to go out on my own as a personal trainer when I first started. So I'm very grateful for my time there. And I think it kind of helped create who I am as a personal trainer. I think one thing I learned at Equinox is that I really truly enjoy working with individuals who maybe are intimidated by the gym mm. and don't feel comfortable in the gym because uh, you know, I'm a wellness and a nutrition coach as right. well, but like, I like coaching people. I like talking about behavior change. I, I enjoy seeing them overcome maybe those insecurities. So to me, I wanted to help them so much more. And that's why I just kind of took a step back from Equinox because to me, it wasn't a number. My clients weren't a number. They were my clients. And I actually cared about each and every one of them. I wasn't so much concerned about hitting a bonus. And I know that sounds terrible in this kind of world because that is important. Obviously people are driven by different things, sure. but to me, I just had a passion to help people and I didn't necessarily care what that meant number wise. You're driven by the passion. Yep. Curious yeah. if you've ever given it thought about why you really like working with individuals that are intimidated by the gym specifically like for me like i know that i love working with active aging because mm. i'm so close to my grandparents and i just want somebody i want to give to somebody else what i wish somebody would be able to give to my grandparents right right so like that's something that's a really a soft spot in my heart when it comes to training is there right. any what any thoughts that's a great question i mean shoot I've, i haven't really thought about that i just I don't know. I wanted a place where everyone feels comfortable. It, it goes back to me making sure everyone is having a good time and making sure people feel comfortable, you know, and I, I don't know where it really stems from, yeah. but yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so important. And we, we talk about that a lot about people coming into a gym and, um, mm -hmm. and I think it's something we really pride ourselves um, as a company on service and hospitality and, I've said this a lot to our team at Playa that when part of the biggest reason that we want to always be welcoming people into the resort is that it's easy to forget that just the act of coming into a fitness center or gym is a big choice for a lot of people. Um, and we're busy and there are things that are happening in our lives. And um, 
there's a insecurity of coming in, um, of judgment, and it's so important to be welcoming to all people. Right. I agree. And, and that's what I want. I want everyone to feel welcome to walk into any fitness center, no matter who they are, what their history is, you know, size, shape, you name it, like who cares? Just come into the fitness center and have a great time and feel good about yourself. So this takes us to hiking manager, biggest loser, <laughs> program manager, 65 people a week. And then you said eight hours a day? Roughly. I mean, it was a pretty rigorous schedule because so we would have new residents, some new residents, or not, I shouldn't call them residents, but clients each week that would stay with us. And they would stay from a Sunday through a Saturday. And some people would stay for multiple weeks or months even, depending on their situation. But I mean, it's like wake up and go. We would be leaving on the hikes around, I think, 7, 7.30. And we'd be hiking for two and a half to three hours, depending on your level. And then you'd come back and have a snack and you'd take a, you know, 45 minute workout class, whether that be in the pool or on a treadmill or doing weights or strength or yoga. And then um, we that would bring you to lunch. And then we'd have three afternoon classes that were about 40 minutes in length each. Um, and then we'd have lectures intertwined in the mix of all that. And then evening options would be to work one-on-one -on -one with trainers or work one-on-one, -on -one, you know, chiropractic, massage, or wellness coaching, nutrition coaching, you name it. So when you add it all up, I mean, the people that came and stayed with us were pretty active for at least six hours out of the day. Some of them eight hours a day. And do you feel like that that was a good routine? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, not necessarily. I think right. that's where um, it was a program that was kind of put in place at the resort um, by the managing staff and we were kind of said this is what we're going to do this is the schedule we need to follow and just manipulate it to make it work and we did and you know i will say for some people it was really great i think if i were to go back and change anything about what we were doing there it would be <laughs> adjust calories to support the work that we're doing mm. <laughs> um, for different individuals meaning male female height weight taken into account when we do that. I think there could have been a little bit more of that adjustment made as well as sending people home with a plan so they could stick to something because it wasn't the real world. I mean, come st go stay anywhere for a week and have a private chef, right. personal trainers, private hiking guide, all these coaches helping you throughout the week. That's not real life. You had a chance to put your life on hold for that week. So of course you saw results. Of course you got a great night's sleep. Of course you worked out more than you ever have in your life. You know, so it was unique. It pulled people from what usually keeps people from doing these things in everyday life. Right. You know? But they didn't. So basically you were giving people fish, but not teaching them how to fish so that when they left, they were unable to continue. Yeah. We were teaching them how to fish, but I will say we weren't teaching them how to fish well. <laughs> Got it. Got it. That's a good way to put it. Got it. Got yeah. It. And I mean, you know, changes have come down the pipeline and I'm still 
great friends with individuals who still work for the company. And I still think it's great what they're doing. Um, but it, you know, after my five years there, I kind of just felt like a change needed to be made. And that's when elevation came into my life. <laughs> yeah. So you, 2014, um, mm-hmm. you were ready to make a change and then you saw, did somebody tell you about the resort or elevation? No, man, those were Craigslist days. I found this on <laughs> Craigslist and I was like, Oh my gosh, this can't be true. <laughs> and then, um, Sure enough, I had multiple interviews and, you know, I had to meet with, you know, the executive director of Playa Vista and was interviewed by her <laughs> and I was interviewed by Sandy and who is one of the partners of Elevation as well as Angie, another partner of Elevation multiple times before I got the position. And yeah, I mean, I was hired in June of 2014 and then the resort who is coming up on their birthday um, yes. didn't open until April 20th, 2015. So there was some, you know, that's what happens with construction. Things get right. delayed. Right. right. <laughs> but and during that period, were you um, excited about all of this or was there any concern about, okay, I just left this job and that I knew how to do really well and, I've taken this leap with this other company. Was there any concern at that? I mean, it obviously yeah. it paid off in spades, but. Um, yeah. I mean, I had concerns. I, yeah. I would be lying if I yeah. didn't have concerns. Um, I was so excited. You know, there would be these moments where like, all right, Michaela, it's go time. We're going to open in two months. And I'd be like, all right. And I'd get people hired. I'd start training and getting them ready to open the doors. And then it was like, nope, we can't open for another three weeks or whatever it might be. So it was like a lot of like roller coaster moments. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I laugh about this story, but there was a moment where I, you know, Angie and Sandy had come out to California to work with me on some things and, you know, make sure we were ready to open. And I broke down. I was like, I can't do this. And they're like, what? And they kind of laughed at me and they're like, okay, if that's what you think, (laughs) <laughs> and then I went home and then I called them back and they're like, I go, just kidding. I want my job. I don't want to quit. Like it was just like this moment of maybe I can't do this, you know, where I second guessed myself or maybe, you know, this isn't the right leap that I was supposed to take, but it was 100% the right leap I was supposed to take. And I think they knew it. That's yeah. why they kind of laughed at me and were like, right. yeah, sure. Quit if you, that's what you think. Yeah. But they knew I wouldn't. They knew yeah. I was dedicated. So. Right. Do you, and do you think the quit was just like, is it like that moment in like a race where you're just like, I just can't do it anymore, but I can, but I, I just don't want to, you know? It's like, right. Um, well, I, I think it was a lot of the like ready, set, go. Nope. Right. Just kidding. Ready, set, go. Right. Yeah. It was that where I just, just kind of like had a moment, you know, I, I kind of broke a little bit, but right. um, I'm so, so grateful that, you know, you, you got to have those moments to appreciate where you've come, you know? Absolutely. And so. I would, I would guess that your time, um, of the, of the hardcore stand up and sleeping on couches and bartending <laughs> for prints and then going to train clients 25 minutes later, like all of that has had to have played a big part in your belief to go, no, I can do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a very, very dedicated person. When I set my mind to something, I'm going to work my little tail off. Yeah. So I think, you know, 
making things work in my earlier days in California. I mean, everybody who's moved to California probably has a story of working three jobs, sleeping on couches and whatnot, and it all affects everybody differently. But I think it has made me stronger and more resilient to just things in general. Yeah, you, you, you proved that ant wrong about the three months. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I would love to hear just for everybody listening the, for you to talk a little bit about uh, the BD team and what you do in this role and kind of um, just that world. Yeah. Um, well, I have had my eyes on BD since probably my first year with Elevation just because I'm so passionate about what Elevation does and what we are able to bring to all the clients that we work with. And so I loved just sharing with people who Elevation is, what we can do and how we can do it and coming up with new ways to work with clients. So that always intrigued me. And, you know, from day one, I told Angie and Sandy, I said, hey, if there's any way that I can help out, just let me know. I'm always happy to help out to support Elevation. And then it just kind of grew into this thing where obviously our home base for elevation is in Maryland. We have offices in Colorado, Texas, and California, but you know, questions would come up and I'd be like, I can, I can take this person on a tour of Playa Vista and talk about what elevation does. I can do this. And I would just jump up to kind of help. Um, and that has kind of led me to where I am now where the BD team that elevation has is myself, Angie Nichols and Tom cap and Tom and Angie are both partners of elevation. So they have years and years of experience in this, but we work really closely together, um, coming together and putting, you know, who elevation is in front of different clients and whether that be corporate clients, residential clients, you know, government, multi-tenant, you name it. Um, a lot of it is, you know, putting, presentations together and standing up in front of a room and talking about who we are and what our capabilities are, which to me is like, well, this is just a performance. <laughs> right. Right. You know, like I don't mind talking in front of people yeah, clearly. Yes, so, right. you know, that to me was kind of a way where I'm like, well, I still get to get up and present. And that is kind of a creative outlet for me. Yeah. And I'm passionate about what I'm presenting on. So to me, it's, it's not that scary. I mean, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't get nervous before we presented, but that's what keeps it fun and exciting, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and what you just hit on, I think is so good too. It's because you believe in it too, right? Like yeah. that's the difference Like you believe in it and you get to have share this talent and gift you have for performance. Yeah. So I, it's kind of the best of both worlds and I'm learning so much, you know, it's like, for me, it was the next natural step so I could continue learning and growing, you know, in this industry. So I'm very excited. I learn something new every day that I work on the BD team. So. That's pretty, pretty awesome um, yeah. to get to say that. Um, and I have the world's greatest mentors. I mean, holy cows to learn from Angie and Tom and even Sandy in this kind of work <laughs> is yeah. just fantastic. Um, you talked about happy to help yeah. Do you. I mean, something I always, I really believe in that, you know, uh, it's been said by a lot of people, life is just showing up really. And yeah. I, don't you think that that's kind of a testament to you and that you were, this is something that you knew you wanted to do, but you were like, I'm happy to help. 
I'm just going to be yeah. here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. Yeah. I basically was going to be there until I was told I was annoying. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I was just like, hey, I'm right. here. I'm right. here. <laughs> right. Right. But I think the world is full of successful people that took that attitude. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I like that attitude. I mean, I kind of do that just with multiple different avenues in my life. Hey, I'm here. Just if you need me. If you need me, I'm, I'm around. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So people go, yeah, I do need you actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we're getting a little long in the tooth here, but I want to rapid fire some questions at you. Yeah. Um, you're a, you're a, you're a lark like me. Um, we, we, we get up early. Yes. Um, talk to me. I'm a big believer in morning routine and my own time in the morning and getting myself set and prepped for the day T tell everybody about your morning routine. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm an early bird. I'm usually my alarm goes off at four 45, unless I have a 5am client, then obviously mm. then it's earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it kind of depends. I mean, I like to wake up, get ready for my day. And that starts with celery juice. I know that's a kind of hot topic right now. Um, I do it. Um, it's helped me significantly. So I juice celery juice every morning. I drink it and then I do my workout and I'm a better person when I get my workout in. Um, all my employees know that I'm more happy yep. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just on it plain and simple. I'm more clear in the head when I get my workout in. So that's usually those things are must do's in the morning. There are mornings when I don't have clients or I can have a little bit more re relaxation that I do journal and still write. Um, just for peace of mind and calming. But it kind of depends on if I'm rushing out the door to go meet with some clients because I do take my clients pretty early in the morning too. Celery juice, is it just the celery juice or is there like a lemon in there with it? No, or no, no. it is straight up celery juice. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for about a year. I had a, a whole period where I was like um, having weird food allergies, right. digestive issues, and that has for whatever reason, for you. really helped me. So I kind of stick to it. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it. That would be a great time to try yeah, it. Yeah, you should. I would love to. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's an acquired taste. I mean, celery juice doesn't really taste like anything, but if you ask my husband, it tastes like dirt. So <laughs> I drink dirt every morning. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, common roadblocks that you see from clients, um, and then what you do to help them get past those roadblocks. Um, I will say that for, I won't say this for every single client, but I do see a lot of behavior change and just changing people's mental state. That's really where some of this kind of boils down to is, I mean, you, you have to want to change. There is right. no quick fix. There's no pill. I mean, there's plenty of pills out there, but right. you're not going to take them if you work with me. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but I just think I try to work on the mental side as well as the physical side, because I feel like you have to have both of them in sync in order to see those changes come, come to play. And that can be hard for a lot of people. Some people, you know, we bury some of those mental things as much as we can. So we bury them and you know i try to bring them up and find the whys and what's prompting you to do this and why do you want to change and where is it coming from and how can we use that as motivation and go from there right 
And then so much of that is it, it's trust, right? That uh, the client, you have to build that trust in the relationship and being a safe place. And yeah. those things will start to, you'll start to figure out those whys with time. Exactly. And that's what it takes. It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Today is, uh, I think we should timestamp this. Today is April 9th. Um, <laughs> and we are in the middle of COVID-19. Um, I'm hearing from a lot of different clients and people, family members are asking me about what they can be doing right now at home. What, what is something that you would say to someone that's at home right now, that's kind of, kind of struggling during this period of uncertainty? What, what's something that you think that they should be doing right now to have the best day possible? Um, a couple of things come to mind. I, I think definitely, just a reminder, no one's in this alone. You can always pick up the phone and call someone and talk to them if you're feeling like you are in this alone. And I think one thing I would have people do is find one thing every single day to accomplish. Yeah. <clears throat> like for those of you who unfortunately may be furloughed right now or whatnot, you know, waking up and just sitting on the couch and watching TV that's that's fine if that's what if that's what you want to do but still have that one task it it could be organizing a closet it could be reading that book that you want to read just one task that you can create for yourself every single day so you have that sense of accomplishment because that gives you those feel good endorphins everybody feels great when they accomplish something so i think that can be helpful in this time of i feel like we're kind of in a time warp you know, we're like, no one knows what time it is. And wow, these days seem like they're 20, you know, million hours long, <laughs> you know? So it's like having those things that kind of either help break up your day. Like, so I'm big on routine. So I still think it's very healthy for people to still wake up at the same time they normally would do their morning routine. Like they normally would get a workout in. I mean, obviously do a workout, move your body. That's yeah. going to feel good. Um, and if you can't, I mean, if you can't go outside for whatever reasons, I know there's compromised immune systems and whatnot, stay inside, but there's still things, there's so many opportunities for you to move your body inside. I mean, I, I have to tell you, what is his name? His name is Ryan. Oh, I just took the most fun dance class, um, oh. online on Instagram. And it's just amazing. Like the guy his name is Ryan Heffington. Ryan okay? Heffington. So if you look him up on Instagram, it's at Ryan.Heffington. And he, I think he's in Australia. I'm not really sure where he's based out of, but he literally just dances for like 45 minutes straight. And he has you get props and you can grab a blanket and, and you're dancing like you're a little kid. Like I'm not talking <laughs> like we don't all look good, but I have not laughed or smiled that much through this whole, you know, COVID-19 thing in so long. And I did it via a zoom call with my sister and a bunch of her girlfriends. So there was like six of us dancing our heart outs. I sweated so much and I was sore the next day. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's doing, it's finding those things is, right. is my thought is finding those things in your day that'll make you smile and happy and bring, you know, some type of happiness to your day. You're, you're, you're spot on. Um, and, and I, of course, absolutely agree with the routine being so important right now. Um, and then that sense of getting a win, um, yeah. of accomplishing something. 
and that you feel good that even if it's a if it's a small thing that wind propels you into the next thing yeah the next thing um next question favorite exercise when you do have access to a gym favorite exercise? oh um so i like any type of back exercise i there is just you have to have a sexy back you guys <laughs> this is my role like i feel like males females whatever you got to have a sexy back so you have to work your back and to me your back is very important because it is part of what keeps your posture in line i mean obviously our core is involved as well but you know so i'm i love lats you know I'm, give me some lat pull downs you know i'm happy with them more rows you know all that stuff working your back i i don't know why i'm naturally drawn to it but I am. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. And uh, I've experienced that with running, the, how important our, our back is. Um, yeah. I know that from running too, um, that that is so important. And uh, Surge would tell us that we should all be pulling two times more than we're pushing. So right? most people don't do that. I heard that. And I think he's spot on with that for sure. What are you doing right now with no gym access? What's your, what's your workouts looking like these days? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm kind of like an at home online workout whore right now. I'm kind of testing everything. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying, um, multiple different apps. I'm making my own workouts and wads. Um, I have some dumbbells, so I feel pretty equipped. Um, we have a TRX in our garage going for a lot of runs. Um, just got a spin bike. Woohoo. Okay. Um, so I'm using that in my house now, but yeah, I think I'm making it work. Um, uh, I'm not bored yet, but ask me in a week, <laughs> <laughs> but you're making it work. And I think that's such a good point is like that you're choosing to use this time to try new things, right? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, if you'd be crazy, if you didn't know that, half of these online apps and workouts are offering free month trials or two week trials here. And why not try them? It doesn't hurt you to try it, try it out and try a workout. And if you don't like it, who cares? You know, you're not paying for it at this point. So why not give it a go? I'm also doing some of the group classes at the resort. Yes, you are. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're free. Yes. So if you haven't tried them, try them. <laughs> Um, last question for you. Yeah. Um, go to workout song. Like, so let's say it's, um, you, you, you just, you don't have it. You wake up, you're not feeling it and you, you need something to just, to just get you going. What's, what's the go-to song? Oh man. I, well, I love music. I mean, that's the fun part of like teaching spin and, and whatnot. So I don't know. I mean, right now, I think my go-to song to get me pumped up would be Dance Monkey. Do you know that song? I do not. <laughs> it's Dance Monkey, and it's by um, a group called Tones and I, like T-O-N-E-S and I. Um, it's just fun. I mean, and you don't have to dance to it. I've lifted weights to it. I ran to it. Um, anything with a good beat that kind of just makes me forget my mind for a second and just focus on being present is what I look for right now. Well, I'm going to get dance monkey going for my Do next it. run. <laughs> <laughs> my next run. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Well, I, I know that you are, you are busy and you need to get on to your next thing today, but thank you so much um, yeah. for joining us today. And if um, folks want to follow you on Instagram, where, where do they do that? They can follow me at, I think it's McGruber. That is my handle. Yes, it is. <laughs> so M-I-C-G-R-U-B-E-R. Um, you can follow me. Sometimes I post workouts. Sometimes I just post food that I make <laughs> a little bit of everything on there, but yes, you can follow me and reach out if you have any questions, but thank you so much for talking to me today, Rob. It was a pleasure. That was, that was awesome. And we, we could go on and on, but thank you so much, Michaela. Right. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks. Have a great one. You too. Bye. All right. Bye.